Welcome to the Genuine Girl Podcast. I'm Meredith, a 22-year-old recent college graduate who's trying to navigate the post-grad world, successfully adult, and share my authentic experiences with you so that you feel less alone in your struggles while becoming more empowered to be yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I really don't think there's a good way to get us you know, fully prepared for what I'm about to talk about because this is something I think we all struggle with to some extent. It's a big deal. It's figuring out what you actually want in your life, what you want to do with your life, whether that's career, whether that's just stuff you want to do for fun. I mean, it can be as big or small of a scale as you want it to be, but I know that this is something I've been struggling with lately. And I mean, let's be real, I've been struggling with it forever, but just in the past several weeks, I've really had the time to think about it and realize just how little I have actually allowed myself to figure out what I want with my life. So I wanted to talk about that today because we're so focused on productivity and hustling and the work we're currently doing, we don't really sit down a lot of times and think about why we're doing it. Like sometimes I get it, we don't have a choice, but other times when we actually have a choice in what we're doing, we don't really think about why. We probably are doing it for some societal expectation, or maybe we are doing it for ourselves, but we don't even think about that or admit that to ourselves. And that, I think, is a problem, and a problem that I certainly want to kind of stop from happening in my own life so often. But that's also why I want to talk about it today, just to bring awareness and to hopefully help you remember that if you're struggling with what you want to do with your life or what you want in your life, you are certainly not alone, my friend. So let me just start with this. Do you ever kind of get stressed or freeze up when someone asks you, like, what do you like to do? What do you want in your life? Or even just tell me about yourself, you know, the dreaded interview question. I get super stressed when people ask me that, and I've had to kind of find ways to create a scripted answer and all this stuff, and that sounds terrible, but, you know, you do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> well, recently I've realized, okay, Meredith, that's that's not even genuine, you know? Like, the stuff you're saying when someone says, tell me about your stu- yourself, I, I'm not lying or anything, but I'm kind of just using an answer that makes me sound good, and... It definitely reflects things I've done, but it's very achievement-oriented. It's very, you know, it has some background in there on who I am. But at the end of the day, it's kind of talking about, like, you know, here's who I am. This is what sets me apart. This is what I've accomplished. And it's very just success-driven. I don't even know how to put it. But you know what I mean. I think a lot of us kind of make our little scripts like that because we feel like we have to, you know show ourselves off in some way or make ourselves seem worthy to another person who asks us these questions. But I've never really sat down and thought about, you know, who really am I? Like when someone says, tell me about yourself, when someone asks me, what do you like to do for fun? Or what do you want in life? I mean, I say what I think I'm supposed to say instead of actually saying what I really want. And The reason why is because, well, I've never really allowed myself to figure out what I want. The reason I'm so stressed when people ask me that is not because I don't have an answer, but it's because I know that 
I haven't allowed myself to really, really create that authentic answer that is really true to who I am and what I want in life. And that is completely aside from anything I've accomplished or anything I've done and is more so about me as a person. Like, I haven't allowed myself to sit with that and figure that out. So that's something I really want to do (laughs) because I don't want to constantly be stressed when people ask me those questions or even, you know, just when I'm asking myself those questions, if I have any free time in my life, which I do, I, I don't want to be sitting there all the time trying to figure out what I want to do with it and, you know, getting stressed out because I don't know and I feel like I need to be filling it with something productive and something that will reach some metric of success and make me a better person and oh my gosh, yeah, I think we all know how my brain works at this point. It is stressful. So I've been doing a few things lately. I've been really starting to take my values seriously. I've looked into what my top values are and I've also just really become intent on figuring out what kinds of things energize me, what kinds of things don't. What kinds of things do I naturally find myself gravitating towards when I have the time to and am not so constrained by my thoughts of what I should do? And finally, I've really been trying to tune in to my intuition. And I know when I say that, some people are just going to click off of the podcast right now because some people just don't like talking about intuition. Some people don't believe in intuition. I, I don't, I, I get it because for so long I have kind of strayed away from my intuition, kind of thinking, eh, I, I don't know if that's really true. Like sometimes I'll get gut feelings or thoughts about something I should do or something I want. And then I'll kind of not act on them because I think, oh no, that's, that's crazy. Like, there's no way that I really would want to do that or that this situation is really happening. You know, I get it. But I've, I've also started really exploring it more and I want to follow and trust my intuition more for a variety of reasons that I will explain in just a moment. But, um, through all of that, I'm slowly kind of getting a teensy tiny picture of what I want in my life, at least right now. I know that's always going to change, but after so long of just not knowing, it feels really good to actually start doing the work to figure that out for myself, especially before I start my job, because I don't want another situation that's like a repeat of school where I just go in and I do the work that I feel like I have to do, and I don't really have a why behind it, or I don't really connect it in some way to who I am and what I want. I don't want that because that didn't work out so well for me in college, at least for my mental health. So I think doing this now is really important. And if you're in a similar period of life, honestly, though, I I don't think it matters where you're at in life. I think really sitting down and reflecting on what you want is always a good thing to do. And I just haven't done it enough. So I'm going to kind of take you step by step through the process I've been going through to figure out a little bit more about what I want in my life. I'm not saying this will work for everyone. And hey, like I said, I don't do this very often. So (laughs) I'm just kind of doing what works for me right now. It's not a super fleshed out thing yet, but I wanted to talk about it while it was still fresh. So the first thing that I really started doing just in the past few weeks when I was kind of sitting down and realizing like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I want in life 
was reflecting on my past. And I talked about this a little bit with school. I'm not going to go into it again. Don't you worry. But basically, I kind of sat down and looked at a timeline of my life, like a very big picture timeline, not getting into all the details or anything, but just in general where I've been. And within each big, I guess, life period or life phase I've been in, I kind of tried to attach a why to that. And some of those things, especially like growing up and things like that, I mean, there there wasn't really a good why for it because it was kind of just what I had to do. It was, I didn't really have a choice. It was just my circumstances and obviously very good circumstances. Like I'm very lucky, but I, I think the big whys came more into play as I got into like high school, college, that type of thing. So, you know, there are so many different types of whys that you can have for going through a certain phase of your life. You might, like I said, have had no real choice. It was just, you know, what happened to you and you didn't really have the means to change that. It could be, you know, because of societal expectations or family expectations or any outside expectations driving you to do something. Or, you know, best case scenario, the why for that period of life could be because it was what you really wanted. So when I think about the last big phase of my life being college, I, it, I actually kind of struggled with this question when I asked myself, like, why did I go through all the pain? No, not really. Well, kind of. Okay, we're not going to get too depressing on here today. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm confident in the fact that, you know, I went to college because I really learned the value of a degree for me. And I'm not saying that works for everyone. And I have no judgment against people who don't have a degree. But I kind of have always known I really valued freedom, having opportunities available to me that, you know, I guess afforded me a better chance at the lifestyle I wanted to have in the future. And you know, a more stable life for myself in the future. I, I'm not a big fan of change and not really ever knowing what I'm doing or where my next, you know, paycheck is coming from or anything. And I'm very lucky I got to go to college, but that was a big reason I did was because I knew having a degree would afford me so many of those comforts that I really valued. And so going through college, that was my big why. I was looking more at the big picture and the long-term outlook of what my college education would do for me uh, years down the line and not just in the moment. Because if I was just looking in the moment, I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't have done it because it wasn't fun. <laughs> like, this is going to sound so bad and I do not want it to come off the wrong way, but... I didn't necessarily want to do all the work in my classes. A lot of work felt like busy work. A lot of classes didn't really have that real world connection where I could sit there and honestly say like, oh yeah, I could totally see myself using this once I graduate. Like this is the kind of stuff I need to learn to, you know, be successful. I I didn't have a ton of classes like that. I mean, I think certainly as I went on, and got into my classes for my major, there were some in there that I felt like were more valuable than others. Um, But 
on a day-to-day basis, it was hard to stay motivated to do the work. And what really drove me to continue and to not drop out or something, because that would have been easy to do, it was that long-term value, that long-term benefit. However, even though I think I had a strong why and a strong reason for wanting to go to college, some of the choices I made while I was in college didn't necessarily have a strong why. They didn't really align with what I wanted at all. Um, And I guess at a general level, it was just making academics basically my entire life in college. (laughs) I, I knew I wanted a degree and I knew I wanted to do well in school, but I, I think deep down I knew, like, Meredith, studying all day every day is not the only way to get there. It's not the only way you could have succeeded. It's not the only way you could have gotten a degree. But it was a choice I made because I felt like I, I had to. And I had a lot of mental blocks and barriers getting in my way of actually allowing myself to do things that maybe deep down I wanted to do like joining different organizations, talking to people in my dorm or, you know, classes. I I don't know. I think there was a lot that got in my way of that. And I was focusing so much on what I thought I should be doing that I didn't really allow myself to find what I wanted to be doing in college beyond just getting a degree. Because there's more to college than just the work. (laughs) And, you know, I wish I would have actually believed that. But hey, you live and you learn. So that was one thing that I was kind of reflecting on going through my past, which really just ended. Um, But even outside of just school-related stuff, another, uh, I guess, phase of my life that I was thinking a lot about was kind of a big health journey I went through, not even in college, but more so in high school. I, that was kind of the first time I really started focusing on my appearance, I guess, in a sense of like how much I weighed and how I looked in certain outfits and how I was being seen by other people. And during that time of my life, I started, you know, doing, I don't know if I would call it a diet, but, you know, eating in a certain way, exercising in a certain way because I wanted to look a certain way. I wanted to lose weight. I, and not just lose weight, but you know, I wanted to look as thin as possible because in my eyes, that was what was accepted, uh, for a girl my age in high school. Like I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to have friends, of course, as we all do. Um, but I'm going to be honest, and this is something I've continued to struggle with throughout high school and college and now uh, for a long time. I have definitely felt judged by people because of how I look and you know you can take that whatever way you want. I think like body type, even just like things as small as like the color of my hair and things like that. I mean I'm not like your typical I, I guess at my school, I'll just say this, in college especially, there were a lot of girls who just fit that, like, societal definition of pretty, and I hate that there is kind of that stereotype, and I don't even like talking about it because I don't believe in it, but there were a lot of girls who kind of fit this mold, and I was not like that, and I mean, 
that's okay, but it's been really hard for me over the years, even in high school, like I said, because I, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to have friends, and yet I felt like people were not wanting to be my friend because of how I looked in a way. Now, some of that is not based on evidence. Some of that is my own head. But there are certainly times when I can tell you, like, I haven't been included in Instagram pictures because I don't fit the person's vibe, at at least I don't think, because, you know, when they post with people who look just like them, it's kind of like, okay, it's hard not to take that personally as kind of an attack on how you look. But anyway, that's not, like, a direct slam on anyone in particular. I can just think of a few times where silly things like that have happened, and I know they don't matter, but it's like it's really hard when you're just trying to make friends and like genuine friendships, you know, genuine girl, right? And people judge so hard on appearances. So anyway, (laughs) back to what I was originally talking about high school, I was just really trying to fit in and doing that. I, I mean, I was really not taking good care of my body. I mean, I was just starving myself. I was exercising way too much. I was exhausted and I never felt like I looked good enough. And yeah, that was that was a problem. And I don't mean to like trigger anyone if you've gone through something like that. I should have put a trigger warning. Um sorry. <laughs> you can totally stop listening right now if you want. I'm not going to talk about it more though. I was just going to say that was not that did not have a strong why behind it. That was not something I wanted to do. It was something I felt like I had to do to fit in. It was a total societal expectation type of thing. And that was kind of sad to reflect on because, you know, it just did not make me feel good in any way, shape, or form. And yet it was hard for me to stop because it was what I felt like I had to do to be accepted. So anyway, I think overall a big theme of my past is that I've been kind of scared to do anything that might come with judgment or failure in some way, according to society, even if there were things I deep down wanted to do. And because of that, I didn't really allow those desires to come to the top of my mind. Like, I think I've always had things that I've wanted in my life, but I don't allow myself to focus on those because the things that feel so much more pressing and urgent are those things that I feel like society expects of me. And if I don't do those things, then the outcome is going to be so much worse than if I actually did the stuff I wanted. Does that make any sense? I don't know, because I can't hear you, Um, but I hope it does. Um, But really, the overall thing I want to say with this point of just reflecting on the past is that for me, it really helped me see kind of what my relationship with my desires have been, has been in the past. And obviously it's not been a super strong relationship for me, but knowing that helps me move forward with acceptance of, you know, what happened in the past is in the past. I learned from it and it really motivates me to want to create a stronger relationship toward myself and what I actually want in my future. So that's just a little thing that you know, if you haven't really taken the time to reflect on your past and why you've done certain things in your life, you know, it might just be a good exercise. But looking to the present moment and the future and kind of 
figuring out ways to incorporate what we actually want and figuring out what we want right now. I, I, I think there's, there's so much I have to say here. I'm like, where do I even start with this? I guess just in case anyone who's somehow unaware of my current situation, I'm starting my job in August and I mean, it's July right now. So I've got, I've actually got eh, almost two months, I guess it's the end of August. I start, doesn't matter, but I have that thing in my life that I know is happening and it's not like I can change it at this point and I don't want to change it. Like I can confidently say that the job I accepted is something I wanted and of course it's stressful because I don't know if it fully aligns with everything I want because I haven't started yet and I won't know that until I start working but on the surface from what I've seen from what I've heard and from my internship experience with this company last year I know that I chose this job because it I think for me is going to be really great experience in so many different realms I mean one it's in an intriguing industry to me and it's in an industry, you know, I, I think could really help me (laughs) being in like financial services, investment management, like that kind of stuff. I kind of need to know too for my personal life. So selfishly, I think it'll help me learning more about that industry just for my own finances. But I also do see a lot of potential to make an impact and help other people through that job. Because especially when it comes to money and anything revolving around finances, that is an area that so many people just are so confused in. (laughs) They don't know how to manage money. They don't know how to invest or where to even start. And I'm not going to get into it in this episode, but I think there's just so much potential to make a difference there and, you know, to grow my communication skills, to grow my leadership skills, so many positive things. And so... I know for those reasons, I want this job, but with that said, I really want to also set myself up for success, even if the job is not what I fully want. And I don't like thinking like that, but realistically, (laughs) I want to prepare myself for anything. And one way that I want to make sure that I, you know, enjoy this phase of my life a little bit more than I did my last is to incorporate more of what I want outside of just that job because you know I keep seeing TikToks about the stress of corporate jobs and things like that and of course that doesn't make me feel very good but what I remember people saying in those videos a lot of them have you know kind of been reminding themselves and reminding the viewers at the end of the day a job is just a job and you know, you might love it. It might be exactly what you want to do with your life. And if so, that's awesome, but it might not be. And that's okay too, because even though a job is a big part of your life, it is not you. It is not your entire life. And I really want to be intentional about having a life that I want outside of that job. And even just finding ways to incorporate things I want into the job. So with all of that in mind, I want to get into a few specific things I've been doing to kind of figure out what I want right now, what I want moving forward, just in general, and just kind of, you know, to help guide me as I make decisions inside and outside of the work environment. So the first thing I did and have been really looking into over the past few weeks that I talked about earlier just a little bit was 
getting really in line with my values. Now, when we're asked about our values or when we think about our values, I mean, I'm sure we're able to come up with one or two that, you know, we think describe us pretty well. But what really changed the game for me was actually taking values tests or quizzes online and really having to answer a series of questions that forced me to really deeply think about what kinds of things matter most to me. Because when I'm just talking about values in my head, it's like, well, I don't know, I value this, that, or the other, but I'm not really thinking deeply about it. So having the chance to do that in the form of a values test was really helpful for me. And I'll try to link the one I took in the show notes of this podcast in case you're interested. I also have a couple of values-based exercises and some documents on my Etsy shop, which I'm going to also talk about that a little bit later, but I will just kind of go through the top five values that I ended up with um, in this values test that I took and really liked because this one was tough. It really forced you to choose between two different values until you got to a list of five. It started with like 30 something and you had to narrow it down. And of course it's hard because all of them are good. And to an extent, I found myself valuing every single one, but my top five, and these might not be surprising if you know me at all. Number one is authenticity. Number two is meaningful work. Number three is respect. Number four is growth. And number five is appreciation. And so all of those are kind of related in some way. I mean, and I don't think they're a huge surprise, but just seeing those values put into words and into good words too. Like, I don't think I would have had the mental capacity to say, I really value meaningful work to someone, you know? <laughs> like, I'm glad that it kind of told me I valued that because that is not something I could have come up with, but it is very true. So anyway, I think all of those kind of just go to show I really, I value obviously being genuine. <laughs> Duh. Um, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. Um, I, I really, I don't like saying duh. I feel like I, I'm five, but there we go. I just did it, You know, it's kind of late at night right now. I should have prefaced the whole podcast with that. Um, but yeah, I just really want to do things in my life that have a lot of meaning. And I always really want to be growing as a person and showing people respect, appreciation, and also receiving those things in return. I guess that's just kind of the overall big picture of my values. And I think that's also why this work of finding out what I want in my life is so important to me because it really reflects what I do value. Like I value living a life that I want to live and that's meaningful to me. And I value growing as a person and I'm not going to do those things. I'm not going to be living anywhere close to those values. If I'm just only focused on living on autopilot, doing the things I've always done because I feel like they're what I have to do. So that right there was a big eye opener for me because I instantly realized, you know, oof, Meredith, you have not really been living in alignment with your values all the time. And that's okay, because I don't think any of us are perfect about it, but it just was a big call to action for me. Like, if you want to be happier, if you want to enjoy life a little more, it would help to start doing things that align more with your values. And I've always heard this, but seeing them on paper was, was huge. So that was a big one for me. And then another thing I've just been doing for fun 
um, which is crazy for me to say I'm doing something for fun. Um, that's something I'm working on, but I have started making lists of just things I like, things I'm interested in, like fun hobbies or things I just want to do for fun in my free time. And right now that's really big because I have more free time, but I want to even save these lists for when I start working because it's like, I, I don't want to come home from work every day and just sit down and, you know, not do anything. I mean, I'm sure some days it's a, it's fine to not do something every single day in your free time, but you know, I don't just want to be settling for doing nothing outside of work. Um, cause that's not really going to bring me any energy. So I have really liked just kind of brainstorming different things I like to do, different things I want to do, and just different things I've done in the past that have really brought me energy and that I've gravitated toward when my mind is not so consumed with what I should be doing, which is not that frequent, but (laughs) I, I try. When I really think deep down, there are things I've thought about, like, you know, working out for the sake of exercise and just you know, making my brain happy. I, I I forgot what hormones are released in your brain when you work out. I think dopamine, serotonin, I'm not a sciencey person. Endorphins for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just saying words at this point, but I like working out for that reason. And I'm trying so hard to stray away from doing it for any other reason. I, I want to feel good. I obviously want to be healthy, but like the feelings and the mental health aspect of that is huge for me. And that is a priority. Um, Also, on a totally different note, I love stuff like shopping. Even though I don't have all the money in the world right now, it's a fun thing to do. Going out to eat, volunteering, reading, cooking, doing puzzles, which yes, I am a grandma. Um, Don't come for me. I like puzzles, okay? And even teaching yoga classes is something I've started getting into recently. I think I talked about that in a recent episode. This is kind of stuff, I, it, it might be a repeat for some of you who have listened to my previous episodes about getting involved in stuff, but I just want to reiterate how much that's been helping me to just not only make lists of kind of things that I'm interested in, but then start taking steps to incorporate those things in my life before I start working because I want to build those positive habits and have those things kind of set up as much as I can before I get into a super busy job because then I'll be more likely to actually maybe stick with them (laughs) once that starts. But even if you are already working or just in a super busy phase of life, I want to encourage you to do the same thing and just really take some intentional time to think about things you like to do for fun. Because if you're anything like me, if you don't actually put pen to paper and write down things you want to do and make a plan for when you're going to start doing those things, even if it's something super silly and fun, a hobby that does not need to be planned. Like if you don't plan it, at least if I don't plan it, then it never happens because I fill time with things to be quote unquote productive. And I will continue doing that unless I force myself to have fun. And hopefully one day that won't be the case. But right now (laughs) that's kind of how my mind is working. And finally, I just have also been brainstorming some ideas to stay accountable as I incorporate kind of more of what I want and who I am and what matters to me into my work. I know I haven't started work yet, but I think kind of brainstorming how I can incorporate some of my values into my work is really important for me. And being super mindful about that before I start will hopefully help me go into that environment with less of a tendency to just 
achieve and, you know, work super hard and hit all of these metrics that I'm supposed to hit, which of course I, I want to do those things, but I also want to do things like relationship building and finding ways to make a direct impact on people, even if they're very small ways, um, exploring new areas of the business to kind of go along with my value of growing and learning, um, just things like that. I really want to make sure that, you know, whatever my job brings, uh, I find ways to incorporate a little bit of myself and what I want into that. Cause I think hopefully that'll be possible to do, even if I can't, you know, alter the direct role of my job, <laughs> I can at least find ways to put a little bit more of myself into it. So those are just a few ideas and I know nothing revolutionary, but seriously, just sitting down with myself and trying to write things down, like what do I like to do? What would I like to do for fun right now if I could? I, I think that that is really helpful for me because I don't think about that enough. Anyway, I'm getting into my last point now. This is the one that might be controversial, I guess, and that is intuition. I could make a whole episode just on intuition. I've taken a lot of personality tests recently and over the years, and intuition is something that many personality tests have said that I have a pretty good grip on or that I just naturally used in my everyday life to make decisions and that I'm really good at following. And honestly, like, I love it. But I sometimes wonder, like, am I really using my intuition to the fullest potential that it has? I, I don't know. Because I think we all have intuition and we all have these gut feelings and we all kind of deep down, like I've been saying, we kind of know, we kind of know what we want. We kind of know if a situation is right or wrong for us, if a person is right or wrong for us. I mean, we might not know those things right away. Um, a lot of times I have made decisions that in, you know, looking back, I'm like, oh, um, I have no idea why I did that. That was such a dumb decision. But, you know, when I think about it, there were signs there that maybe I shouldn't have made that decision. <laughs> and I just was not listening to my intuition and I was really pushing it down and making it out to be something not very important. Um, I've, I've been trying to stray away from that tendency and instead I've been trying to really face my intuition head on because I feel it all the time. I feel my mind telling me stuff like, Meredith, you should do this, you shouldn't do that you are this kind of person, you're not that kind of person, all different areas of life. I always get these thoughts and these feelings and I I just naturally, unfortunately, I think I have this tendency to kind of shove it down. And the times when I do follow my intuition usually end up, you know, being good, like it, good things happen. But it can also be scary because a lot of times the things my intuition is telling me to do or the things it's telling me I want are not necessarily things that my logical mind agrees with, if that makes sense. Like with school, I mean, again, silly example, but it's like my intuition sometimes was telling me, you know, Meredith, you don't have to study all night. Like you should go to this football game. You should go hang out with your friends. You should do this. And then like the rational side of my mind, I guess you could say was like, but if you do that, you might fail this test. And if you fail this test, then you might fail school. If you fail school, you won't get a degree. And if you don't get a degree, 
you won't get a job and if you don't get a job you don't have a place to live if you don't have a place to live yeah i'm stressing all of us out right now so i'm gonna stop that spiral but can you tell i've i've had that stream of thoughts many times before <laughs> and of course you don't think of intuition much when it comes to those small little decisions like you know do i stay and study or go to a party like you don't think about intuition in that sense usually but i think intuition can apply to anything big decisions and small and i just have learned to not really associate with it because a lot of times it's tapping into the feeling side of me and what my heart wants and not necessarily what my head thinks is logical or rational however lately i've realized a lot of the decisions I've made just with my head alone, just with my rational, logical line of thinking, haven't necessarily resulted in the most positive outcomes for my mental health. I'm not saying they're bad, because in many ways, I need that side of my brain. I need the common sense, I need the structure, and I really value that. But the times when I've kind of put my intuition and what I really want to the side, I I'm not as happy because deep down I know that I could be doing something that would make me feel better than I am in the present moment. So I guess this kind of leads me to my last point and that is <laughs> that I've been feeling my intuition super strongly in one particular area of my life lately and one particular thing that my intuition is telling me I want and that I need to keep going after. And <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, it's this brand, Genuine Girl. I have to be honest with you guys, and many of you have probably noticed, I mean, heck, I didn't come back to the podcast until May after a very long break, but I've been struggling with this brand for a long time. I've felt very discouraged. I've felt very unsure of the future of the podcast and the brand and if I can sustain it and if people care and if I'm even making a difference, which has always been my number one priority is to help people and not even knowing if I'm doing that or, you know, if I should be doing something else. It's it's really messed with my mind and it's made me sad because this podcast has been with me throughout college and it's given me so many amazing opportunities and I've connected with so many great people through it. And yet I'm still sitting here like, I don't know what I'm doing with it and I don't know where I'm taking it and where to go. And so I've tried all sorts of things. You know, if you've been with me since the beginning, I've rebranded this thing multiple times, changed the name, changed the topics. I mean, if you've been with me since the start and you've seen me go through all those changes you really are a real one and I can't thank you enough because that had to be annoying it was for me <laughs> um but I've done that I've taken very long breaks from the podcast as some of you know and have really just tried to find myself and my identity in this podcast and this brand and you know it's hard because I always come back to this like oh I don't know like what am I doing but every time I want to give up and every time I'm just like, you know what, it's not worth it. I need to stop. Like I shouldn't be this stressed out about it. My intuition just comes back and tells me like, don't give up. Like you are meant to be doing this. This has a purpose in your life. And if you stop now, then you're not going to see where this can take you and how this can help other people. And really it comes down to that. Like this has potential to help people. 
And that is, I think, my intuition talking and telling me, like, the, don't, don't stop. Like, you are going to be able to help so many more people if you continue. And you might not know what it's going to look like, and that's okay. <laughs> it's going to be hard. That's okay. Nothing good ever comes easy, you know? Like, it's going to take a lot of work and effort, and you are going to have days where you're super stressed out and you just want to quit, but don't quit. That's basically what my intuition is telling me. And that is why I have felt so stressed out about it, I think, is because for me, it's not a simple act of just like recording a podcast and putting it up or quitting altogether. Like I put so much thought into everything I do with this brand because it matters to me so much. And it's something deep down I know that I want to do and I want to keep doing in my life. So even though right now it just looks like a podcast and, you know, I've got a book out, I have my Etsy shop now, my Instagram, it's just kind of, you know, a, a mishmash of things. I, I just have the strong feeling that I want to keep doing this and that I need to keep doing this to really align with who I am and to help other people. So that might have been TMI, <laughs> like you might not have needed to know all of that. But that is something that I think has been one of my biggest takeaways from this whole experience. And it's been something I've been pushing down for so long. Like, I have been really trying to just, I guess, push away my intuition and just look at this rationally and logically and think about it in terms of like, okay, what's working, what's not. And that's good to do sometimes. But when I really just let go of that and let my feelings start talking, I realized, you know this is something that I want to do and I don't know how I'm going to keep doing it and what it's going to look like in the future, but I'm going to find my way and I'm hoping to help people through the process. So this is just my little, I guess, tangent to let you know that I am going to do my very best to continue helping you through this brand in whatever ways that I can through the podcast, through other things. And just to kind of end this out, I do want to plug my Etsy shop a little bit because I haven't done that much on here, but back in May, kind of right before I graduated, I launched an Etsy shop that I created that's basically filled with digital resources to help you hopefully figure out a little bit more about who you are, what you want, <laughs> honestly, a lot of the stuff I've been talking about in this episode, and just tangibly put your thoughts and your desires into words because I'm a big, as we know, I'm a big tangible person. I need a little bit of structure. I need guidance. I need worksheets. I mean, all sorts of things. I love using that kind of stuff to just really guide me because if you just leave me alone with my thoughts, it, it never ends well. So I created these resources really based on my own experiences. I've created them based off of things that have helped me as I've kind of grown up and uh, continue to grow up and figure out who I am and what I want. And I've also created things that 
I wish I had at certain periods of my life. So right now I have a whole package of documents in there that is related to finding a career that works for you. And there are things that I wish I would have had. I mean, little things from like a networking tracker to track who you network with as you're looking for jobs to, you know, job application tips and tricks and an interview prep guide to help you really prepare your own questions for interviews as well as questions, you know, answering questions they might be asking you stuff like that. I also have a self-discovery package that is really more in line with what I've been talking about this episode in terms of finding yourself and who you are and um, building up that bigger picture of yourself so that when you get asked the question, tell me about yourself or what are your goals? What do you want to do? What do you like to do for fun? You have some genuine answers that come from your heart and not just from what you feel like you've been conditioned to say. So I'm planning to actually make an episode soon that goes a little bit more in depth on my process for building out my Etsy shop. I think this one might be interesting for you if you just want to learn more about the resources I have in there, or if you are kind of interested in uh, building out your own little side hustle or Etsy or whatever it may be. Um, I would love to share my experiences with you and I plan to do that in uh, an episode coming up soon. So stay on the lookout for that. But if you do want to check out my Etsy shop, I'll have the link in the show notes. I also have it in my Instagram bio and all the social media platforms. Um, And if you just want to go on Etsy directly, the shop name is Genuine Girl Shop. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, I promise this whole episode was not just, you know, me leading up to plugging my Etsy shop. That was not the purpose of it. I really wanted to talk about you know, finding yourself and what you want to do, um, and how I'm kind of going through that. So I just thought that fit in really well there at the end. So thank you all so much for listening today. Um, again, I hope it's a reminder that, you know, it's okay if you feel kind of disconnected from what you want in life right now. Um, but I also hope it's a reminder to you that if you look within and if you just really focus on listening to what your gut is telling you, what your intuition's telling you, and learning more about just who you are as a person and what you really value in life, you can find many of the answers that you've been seeking. Thanks again. I will see you all in my next episode. And until then, stay genuine. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're really feeling kind, give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at underscore genuine girl underscore. See you next week.